That was my father's day. I watched sports mm. and I and cooked out barbecued. and then uh, went in the pool with the kids. Like it was very much the mm-hmm. day that you have. Luckily, I skipped the uh, I used to hate the mowing the lawn part mm-hmm. of every dad's life. Mm-hmm. My dad actually owned a, a landscaping company when I was a kid. Mm-hmm. And that was his big, big thing. He didn't have the hustler turf, though. He didn't have that going on for him. So, you know, his life was somewhat miserable. Mm-hmm. Uh, if you have hustler turf, it's a lot of people like mowing their lawn because you could do it in like nine seconds. Uh, hustler turf has these zero turn uh, lawn mowers. They're amazing. They've been perfecting them for over 55 years. Professional landscapers and home, uh, homeowners now buy hustler because of their durability and heavy duty construction. You're not going to find any flimsy things stamped on uh, on hustler, but you can you can go now and get your hustler. Uh, go to hustlerturf.com. Get the, get the lawnmower that's going to make you want to mow your lawn. Hustlerturf.com. It's hustlerturf.com. today we've got a great show lined up for you uh glenn returns tomorrow but in the meantime a lot to talk about um is covid19 over dave portnoy from barstool sports declared it such oh and had his account suspended of course because of it <laughs> you can't do that you cannot and he's the official declarer too he is i believe mm-hmm. yeah so good thing jack shut him down right away uh also some controversy about uh, just a tragic accident, or was it? Was it a terrorist act at the Gay Pride Parade? Uh, we'll get into that and lots more in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. So since the pandemic started, one-fifth of homeowners have refinanced their homes. That's incredible. 20%. And I, look, it's a smart decision. If you haven't been able to do that yet, uh, you could be, uh, you're, could be missing out on hundreds of dollars per month. The question is, if you're one of the 80% who hasn't gotten around to it yet, what are you waiting for? Interest rates are still at very impressive lows. You might, you might see those go up in the future here. I know that's what I'm expecting. American Financing uh, is there for you. You can do this today. They're going to go over your finances with you, see if uh, something like a refinance or a consolidation loan would help you out. There's no obligation, no upfront or hidden fees. Maybe best of all, there's no pressure. Very easy. American Financing isn't working for the banks. They're working for you. It's pretty normal uh, to think about things like, you know, pay raises rather than trimming costs. But you know what? It comes to the same thing. I mean, it's, it's the same dollar in your pocket. Don't be one of those 80% who aren't doing this. Call American Financing today. American Financing, 800-906-2440. 800-906-2440. Or go to AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, slash slash co. Just look it up on Ask Jeeves. 
Uh, all right, you heard about the tragedy, uh, no doubt, in Fort Lauderdale at the LGBTQQIA2 plus Pride Parade. You doing double Q there now? Yeah, yeah. Oh, yeah. Because I've noticed the now. Q is is sort of a, a, a controversial part of the acronym, mm-hmm. if that's what it is. LGBTQIA2 plus was, was that way for a while. And when you look at what the Q means, it would give uh-huh. you several things. Yeah. Uh, queer. Yes. Questioning. questioning yes isn't there one more too I, I only know about queer okay. questioning which is why i always do the two cues so you double q i am upset that some people leave out either the queer or the questioning i don't think either group should be left out and it's uh, deep within me so i say it correctly every time lgbtqia2+ plus. yes and plus is is bad is much worse than the q because plus seems to just say it everything says everybody else. else. Whatever. So else why not just is. call it plus? Because we don't know what else there is right now, but we're going to discover it soon. Okay. So so can so anything that we discover, we have to put in there. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. With another it letter, it would be easy to just say, "How about L plus?" Right. That would cover G B T Q I A two. Because we know about them, so you must use their letters. Okay. Yeah. That's like when they were doing this uh, A A P I hate. Which A-, is, A P I? Yeah. Which is? I'm sorry, you don't know. I do you not know? I do not what know. A P I hate. Okay. No. Asian American and of course Pat. Oh, Pacific Islanders. Pacific Islanders. Hate. Yes. Yes. Mm-hmm. Now Atlantic Islanders, we don't care if you hate them. Okay. If you are from an Atlantic-based <laughs> island, if you're from Bermuda, we can hate you all we want. Ha. Huh. That's totally fine. But if you're in the Pacific Ocean, <laughs> then no. Then and that island sits there. Absolutely, hate is bad. Mm-hmm. Now they should do AAPI plus hate, and then we'd know. You know, if you live on the Outer Banks, uh, on an island, mm-hmm. you cannot be hated as much. <laughs> okay. Okay. Yeah. But as All of right. right now, if you're living on, let's say, Tybee Island off the coast of uh, Savannah, mm-hmm. Georgia, right. you can be hated. Wow. Absolutely fine to hate those people. But if you're in Tonga, absolutely if you're in Tonga, not. No. Absolutely not. Those are PIs no. and PIs cannot be hated. Yeah. So that's how we get LGBTQQIA2+. And, you know, some of the lesser known uh, people in that group, the intersex and the asexual, mm-hmm. uh, I don't think they get enough uh, airtime. I really don't. No. I don't think they... And that's a hate in and of itself. Now, on your show, Pat Gray Unleashed, you did do a 14-part series. <laughs> I did, on yes. On intersex and And then a 17-part series on asexual. Yes. 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 And so, so you've been giving them the attention they deserve. I've tried. I've tried but, to make up for it. <laughs> The mainstream I'm only media. one person, and the mainstream media will not cooperate. They don't care. They don't care. They A lot of times, they'll just say the LGBT mm. community. Yeah, they will. Which is disgusting. It's despicable, and it's hateful. Because if you don't throw the plus in, then you're really... I mean, at least the plus gives you plausible Some deniability. Right? <laughs> you're like, well, we just included them in the plus. Right. Right? Yes. Uh, but no, not, not the media lately. They've been saying LGBT. Remember LGBT? Because I remember yeah. when we started the Blaze, it was GBTV, and everyone pointed out that we should just add an L <laughs> and make it LGBTV. Right. It would make it yeah. a lot easier, and we'd probably get like funding from the government for our evil right-wing conservative news source. Sure. It could have worked. Uh, but we didn't do it. We did not. We did not do it. Um, so, as we celebrate this month, 
you know, it's not a day. It's not a week. We have to celebrate an entire month. That's, uh, that's how seriously we take LGBTQQIA2 plus month. Uh, Pride month is fantastic. And at a Pride celebration, though, they had a real bad tragedy uh, where a truck ran into a crowd of people, killed one of them, badly injured another. Uh, that person's in the hospital. So immediately, the Democrat mayor of Fort Lauderdale jumped all over it as a terrorist attack. Mm. And so did everybody on Twitter. All the left-wing idiots on Twitter were talking about the terrorist attack, the right-wing extremists, the blah, 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 over and over and over and over. It turns out the person who did it got his foot stuck between the brake and the gas pedal Was is actually a gay person who was participating in the parade and was, in fact, a member of the gay chorus and was wearing the T-shirt of the gay chorus and just accidentally did I mean, it's really sad. But for everybody to jump to the conclusion immediately that it's some white, enraged, homophobic person, just not true. Just not accurate. No, it's... Very typical, though, right? So typical. There's no reason to believe when a car accident happens that it's terrorism. That's you know, there's right. no reason to believe that. But that's all that these groups seem to care about. They don't care about the actual people, not in the least involved. They only care about whether they can use it on Twitter to score points, get retweets. I don't even understand it. I, I, it's so crazy. I mean, it's 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 the same thing with Black Lives Matter. Like a, the, black lives are like nine zillionth on their list of priorities. That I promise mm-hmm. you, they don't care. No they doubt don't about care. it. It has nothing to do with black lives. We obviously like if, if it had something to do with black lives, they would be focusing on the ninety nine percent of murders that aren't police officers, mm-hmm. right? They, mm-hmm. Like obviously, they don't care about this. This is something completely different, and we're supposed to play along with it and act as if this is. Uh, an honest, earnest effort, when clearly it's not. Clearly it's not. The mayor of Fort Lauderdale, uh, Dean Trentalis, said this is a terrorist attack against the LGBT community. Well, See, sorry. again, again, leaving off. The QQIA2+. plus. Thank you. Yes, exactly. So they, those people weren't exactly. victimized in this. I guess not. Just the By this lesbians, gays, bisexuals, and, and trans people were. They were the only ones terrorists, terrorized. <laughs> so no one who was questioning was victimized in this attack? No. Okay. Nor the queer. What about the two-spirit? No. They were not victimized. And again, you're, you, I will point out, and I don't want to out you on the air. That's not my goal here. Obviously, we're doing, mm-hmm. you know, we're doing the show. We work together. But your series on two spirits was only eight episodes long. Much shorter than your asexual or, and I, don't, I mean, I don't even know what your pansexual uh, series was. I barely could, I, I missed it. I missed a couple of shows and it was mm. over. Yeah, I know. I'm so, sorry. I apologize. You know, you clearly. I'm, I'm working on eight more episodes. Okay. It'll be part two. That just hasn't happened yet. Okay. But it's coming. Okay, good. It's coming soon. So he says, this is a terrorist attack against the LGBT community. This is exactly what it is. Hardly an accident. It was deliberate. It was premeditated. Oh, my gosh. And it was targeted against a specific person. Luckily, they missed that person. But unfortunately, they hit two other people. He's alluding to the fact that, that Debbie Wasserman Schultz was in the area. Right. And I think he's saying they were trying to kill her. 
This is bizarre because he's uh, providing specifics. Yeah, right. Of the mindset of the attacker. That he's just making up. He's just making them up. He doesn't know anything about the mindset, uh, mindset of the attacker because there wasn't an attacker. Right. And Justin Knight, who is the president of the Fort Lauderdale Gay Men's Chorus. Oh, my God. Only gay men are yes. involved in this chorus. So no yes. L's. No. No B's. No. no T's. No Q's. No other Q. No I. No A. No two. And no, no pluses. Right. That's, That's a hateful exactly organization right. is what that is. It is. Mm-hmm. It is. And yet somehow he was allowed to speak. <laughs> He said, our thoughts and prayers are with those affected by the tragic accident Uh that occurred when the Stonewall Pride Parade was just getting started. Our fellow chorus members were those injured, and the driver was also a part of the chorus family. To my knowledge, this was not an attack on the LGBTQ community. We anticipate more details to follow and ask for the community's love and support. So the guy, the driver... Who supposedly was the uh, you know hate mongering terrorist is actually part of the gay men's chorus. <laughs> I just I, I, and this all came out pretty quickly too, and yet people are just still sticking with their agenda of trying to make this out to be some sort of white supremacy, which, as we know, is the uh, the greatest threat that mankind faces today, along with climate change. Yes, along with climate change caused by straight white men. And their white supremacy. Exactly. But it, it, they caused the climate change, which is also a huge threat. Yes. Uh, to the LGBTQIA2 well, plus more, community. more to that community than any other. Disproportionate. Can I throw in disproportionate? Whenever you, you throw in do. disproportionate, then you know you're being smart. You're being, smart. Uh, you're being uh, woke. empathetic. And you're woke. certainly woke. Yes. So I always try to throw in disproportionately. Because I most... And they always talk, they're like, uh, well, look, the, the genocide of, uh, of violence against the LGBTQQIA2 plus community and uh, POCs across the world is disproportionately. It's like, if it's a genocide, you don't need the word disproportionate, right? <laughs> like that, they were never like, you know what? Hitler is killing a lot of Aryans, but disproportionately he's focused on Jews. Like, that's not how that works. Right. It's really, you never need right. to make the disproportionate uh, addition. To a genocide. Now, I don't mean to call you out, Stu, but you just made the uh, you just made the mistake. Oh, no. um, what did I do? Of, of calling people POCs, right? People of color, right? Yes. You left out the black and indigenous people in the POCs. <laughs> it's BIPOC. Thank you. It's B I P O C. Uh, that's true. It's the black indigenous, indigenous. people of color. If you would, if you now, could, it's, is it from uh, now on? If you could just call them BIPOCs. Uh, I would appreciate it. I believe, it. by the way, it's just BIPOC. Okay, a BIPOC. Because that would be people of colors. That's true. And that's not, you can't pluralize <laughs> that one. True. That's true. Which is hard to do. So the BIPOC. Yes. Yes. And so black, indigenous, indigenous. and then people of color. People of color. Mm-hmm. Again, that's the people of color is another scam. It's a plus. It's like black, indigenous, plus. Yeah, that's what colors are we talking B-I about? plus. And that used to be the knock on saying colored people you weren't supposed to say that right people of color or colored people because the comeback would be oh what color are they what i i don't know just all people of color right non-white people i i don't i don't know so certainly not white people they're not involved in the plus no no now if they happen to be let's say two-spirit mm-hmm. uh, or questioning 
their two-spiritness, then they can be involved. White people are allowed to be involved in the group. As long as they have some different sexuality, yes. Some alternate lifestyle, yes. Then it's okay to include a white person. But don't you dare. <laughs> don't you dare come to me some cisgendered white person. Don't you do it. <laughs> cisgendered and straight. Oh, I, I don't want to hear it. I hate cisgendered white male men. I hate them. Don't we all? You know, they, they've ruined everything and they don't deserve to have the plus. <laughs> they don't. They don't deserve it. They, they don't, don't deserve to be involved in the plus unless, of course, then, you know, they happen to be LG. They identify as mm-hmm. LGBTQQIA2 plus or, mm-hmm. uh, or black. If they identify as black, then it's fine. Right. But as white people, if they identify as black, then that's okay. <laughs> Uh, much more identity <laughs> politics uh, coming up 60 seconds odds <laughs> uh, Pat and Stu for Glenn today 888-727-BECK I uh, got a little song from uh, uh, the gay men's chorus actually the, they were out encouraging people to get vaccinated so you got a couple of uh, great agenda items you have the LGBTQIA2 plus community uh-huh. singing, mm-hmm. and uh, you have the vaccination thing uh, being drummed into our heads, which is incredibly important. Not enough incredibly. Uh, vaccination songs out there. Really, Not nearly. We need more of them. There's only about 15,000, <laughs> and we need more of them. And here's one of them. Beautiful. It's absolutely beautiful. Vaccinate. Vaccinate. Make an appointment. Make an appointment. Vaccinate. vaccinate. Make an appointment. Okay. Get rid of COVID. Oh, shots in the arm do hurt. <laughs> Just a quick shot. Gonna make you get you to the clinic. Now is the time to vaccinate and take back our world. Mm, this is the good, right? Mm. Yeah. Wow. Vaccinate. <laughs> vaccinate. <laughs> make an appointment. What a dumb society yeah. we have. Oh, my gosh. All right. Again, I'm not against the vaccines at all. No, uh, I'm really not I, either. I, I'm just <laughs> hesitant. I'm vaccine hesitant. That's And you know what, Pat? That's okay. That's in. You're Thank in the you. plus. That puts you in the plus. Does it? You can you okay. can part- you can't participate in that choir because that's only for gay men. <laughs> right. But <laughs> if it was an LGBTQIA two plus uh, chorus, then you I could, could participate. participate. Yeah. Uh, but like, I don't understand. It just it just stand by your product. Like the product mm-hmm. product works. People are going to want to take it. And by the way, mm-hmm. two thirds of adults have taken it. Right. Like so, it's not like <laughs> they act as if four percent of people know. have had a vaccine. They're like, we got to yeah. get it to ten. We must get it to 10%. Two-thirds of people who are eligible to take this vaccine have taken it. What What did you expect? 100%? Did you really expect this? I don't know what they expected. And in the beginning, if I'm not mistaken, didn't Fauci say we need to get to around 70%? Yeah. Well, and that was his goal. He's come out and said he was lying about that. I mean, he's come out and admitted that he was telling a little fib to the American My people gosh. that actually herd immunity is more like 80 or 90%, not 50 or 60%, as he was saying earlier on, 
which is like uh, inexcusable. Mm. It I, is. Th- this guy, he's well, done and this he's several admitted times. the lies about the masks. The masks, the same thing. Yeah, he's had several of these, and it's, they're, uh, it's really bad. I mean, the last thing, the only thing you can't do is tell people information you know to be untrue. I think everybody would understand mm-hmm. if people made mistakes, and they did, right? But yeah, and and, uh, and if you would have said it in in the first place, if you would have said, "Look, we don't have all the answers yet." Yeah. Okay, we're looking into it, but this disease is too new, and we we don't know all of the facts yet. Yeah. You want me to guess? I'd say maybe sixty or seventy percent, but we don't know. Yeah. Like, okay, I think if you communicate mm-hmm. the, your lack of certainty, people can make decisions on their own. But that's the last thing they wanted. They can trust you if you're just honest with us. But he he hasn't been from the start. No, there's been multiple cases of this. And again, I can I can totally excuse people for saying something that they thought was true at the beginning and and turned out to not be true. Uh, Mm -hmm. You know, uh, there are weapons of mass destruction in Iraq. Yeah, was that a lie? No, that was not (laughs) a lie. But the left certainly labeled it as such. Whereas now, oh, these things just evolve. They, they, they yeah. just did, didn't know at the time. You can't say something you know to well, be untrue and act as if it's true for some other, un, uh, other associated agenda mm-hmm. and then act like we're supposed to trust your every word and hang on it. Like, that's just not going to happen. People learn. I know the government hates that, but this is what happens. This is the Glenn Beck Program. So when it comes time to buy or sell a house, uh, what's your plan? Do you even have one? I mean, in this market, you really need to have one because the market is going freaking crazy when it comes to housing prices. And that's why this is such a massive deal. If you're talking about one of your largest financial transactions you'll ever have in your entire life, you'll ever go through, and you're in the middle of this market, well, you better take advantage of it. If you are selling a house, you better get that best price. You better know when to hold out for a better offer. Uh, maybe not to fix that uh, that thing that they're requesting you fix because it's too good of a market. You don't have to deal with that stuff right now. If you're buying, you don't want to overreach. You need a real estate agent on your side. You need someone who knows the market, who's going to be able to take advantage of a very unique situation that's going on right now uh, with an exploding housing market and so much going off the market so quickly. I mean, you, you list a house and two days later, it seems like it's gone uh, the realestateagentsitrust.com is the place to go to find that person. Go to realestateagentsitrust.com. The name kind of says it all. Realestateagentsitrust.com. This is Glenn's company. He started it to find the best real estate agents in your area. It's realestateagentsitrust.com. Check out my show, Pack Ray Unleashed, every weekday immediately preceding this one, 7 to 9 Eastern, or anytime and anywhere you get your podcast. Patton Stu for Glenn today. Um, there's an interesting poll, and there have been several of them, and each of them has found about the same percentage of people who believe that Donald Trump will be reinstated as president this year. Mm. <laughs> okay? Uh, no. That's not going to happen. It can't happen. There is no constitutional mechanism by which this would happen. Even at this point. If they found nine million ballots, uh-huh. uh huh, and and it was proof positive, and the Biden administration came out and said, "Yeah, we did it. 
that was us. We put we planted all of this. Mm-hmm. These are where we put the bouts. Here's the footage of us doing it. You really shouldn't have done it. Thinking back at that moment, you we know, were we very thought passionate. we could live with it, but now we can't. We can't. We, just, we feel I'm so too sorry. guilty about it. Yeah, you still couldn't. There's still no mechanism no. to get Donald Trump to be like. There's not a way for that to occur unless Joe Biden got somehow got rid of like Kamala Harris steps down. Mm-hmm. Joe Biden names Donald Trump as vice president, and then he steps down. Uh, Biden That'd be steps about down. it. That's yes. about the only way yes. you could get him into to becoming president. Which of the United probably States. isn't going to happen. I'd say it's unlikely. Less yeah, than thirty percent. Yeah, more than unlikely. Him being reinstated this year is impossible, unless, again, like you said, <laughs> the unlikelihood of Biden uh, firing Kamala Harris and. Putting, you can't even fire Kamala Harris, really, can yeah, he? Yeah, yeah. She has to step not. down. She was elected. <laughs> she would, right. Right? So you can't yes. just fire. But she, she'd she have to step down. Uh-huh. He'd have to select Donald Trump. And then Who's Biden. Then vice president. Yep, and then, then Biden, Biden would have to step down. down. Okay. So that's probably your best chance. Or you got a military coup. Those oh, are God, yes. about your two possibilities. Yes, that means there is no constitutional. Uh, there's, no, yes. there's no way to make that happen. Uh, and, you know, we've seen some people argue that that's. A good thing for the country would not be a good no. thing for the country. No, we do not, not need a military coup in this nation. Uh, you know, look, I uh, I would like my taxes to be lower. Mm-hmm. I would like spending to be lower. There's lots yeah. of things. Mm-hmm. Lots uh, of things. Here, but uh, that's not... Would I, we yeah, love it to happen? Yes. And we should be clear, though, but. on these polls. And, and you know, I'm a, I'm a fan of polls, generally. Mm-hmm. Uh, unlike many people, probably in the audience. Uh, they are... <laughs> At times inaccurate, but generally speaking, I think they they provide value. In a situation like this, they don't provide value. Mm-hmm. Because I don't actually think 30% of Republicans believe that Donald Trump is going to be reinstated this year. What happens in these situations is you have people who look at the question and just answer it based on the fact of, do I think it's good for Donald Trump, right? Mm-hmm. I like Donald Trump. Is this good for Donald Trump? Yes. What is this? What's this pollster want me to say? You know what mm-hmm. I mean? They want me to say, well, of course, Donald Trump has no chance of win- of being president again. Well, I say he does. I mean, you go back to the polling during the George W. Bush administration. I think it was 45% of Democrats said they believed George Bush uh, was responsible for 9-11. Wow. It was much wow. higher than 30. I think, I think it was... I think it was a plurality of voters said he was mm. responsible for it. Mm-hmm. Uh, and meaning, and not just like, okay, well, he should have done more to defend, but like he was actually involved in the planning of 9-11. Jeez. 45% of Democrats said that. Mm. So a lot of these polls where you're asking these outlier sort of things, almost always uh, designed to try to make Republicans look bad. Right. Mm-hmm. Uh, you there's there's a certain percentage of people that will just side with their guy no matter what. And that's all that's telling you, I think. And Trump kind of toys with people's emotions a little bit. Like in an interview <laughs> last week with Hannity, mm-hmm. he said uh, while his campaign did not win the 2020 election, he added, eh, but let's see what happens on that. <laughs> what do you mean? <laughs> let's see what what happens on that. Yeah. Nothing's going to happen on that. Yeah. The best way for Donald Trump and to he be knows reinstated that. as president of the United States is to run in 2024 and win. And win. Right? Like, that is the yeah. uh, over. I mean, he's, he's the overwhelming favorite to get the nomination if he decides to run. And then he, we, he would be in a, in a battle with Joe Biden again, and he'd have a chance of winning it. 
Yes. That is a legitimate chance. Uh, the, the, the way that Donald Trump could actually be president. But again. it won't happen this year or next year or the year after that. Or the year after that. Right. But that the I mean, year after that is when he'd run again and could win. And then in 2025, you know, on January 20th, he could be sworn in again. That's the only way this can really happen constitutionally. So, uh, you know, is it fun to think, well, gosh, he's going to get in in August, like they've been saying. Yeah, it's kind of fun to fantasize about that. It's just not going to happen because it can't, you know. Uh, they did a straw poll at the Western Conservative Conference. Did you see the results of that? Did you read about this? Did you see this in the paper today? You read about this? Uh, Ron DeSantis beat out Donald Trump ever so slightly. Apparently, you can hmm. vote for more than one person. And so he got, uh, DeSantis got 74.1%. Uh, Trump got 71.4%. So they were okay, neck so and neck. Basically, right this, there is, together. this is a question of whether you think this nominee would be acceptable to you. Yeah. And, and, and either that's not, one of them would. entirely shocking. That someone like Ron DeSantis would have a higher number than Trump on that because people who like Trump like DeSantis and there's some people who don't like Trump and are not going to like Trump and they're going to DeSantis people call him a you know a professionalized version of Trump right where mm-hmm. he's like more of he's got a, more of that like more traditional yeah more traditional politician stuff but, but, but also still enough of Trump in him to yeah he likes to fight appealing. with the media he likes mm-hmm. the kind of big splashy stuff that the base likes uh you know there's a lot of similarities there as well and they seem to like each other yeah uh, so yeah. Uh, it's not 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 shocking but no. it is interesting i mean I, again that's not how you vote you don't get to vote <laughs> right. for like all yeah, i'd right. like all these people who would be acceptable to me is not how we vote you have to pick one and again that comes down to passion where donald trump does oh so well but the top 10 looked like this uh ron DeSantis, donald trump ted cruz it's kind of surprised cruz was still third mm. um Mike Pompeo, Tim Scott at number five. Then you had Christy Nome and Tom Cotton tied. And then Rand Paul, Donald Trump Jr., and Dan Crenshaw, and Mike Pence. I think Mike Pence uh, <laughs> kind of pissed some people off because he was near the top of this list before, mm-hmm. but not now. Now he's down at, uh, at number 10. Very interesting. Uh, going to the cruise thing for a second. Really, he's done an amazing job. He's done like a Taylor Swift, I used to be country and now I'm pop, I'm pop music star thing here. He's really re, reborn yeah. as a totally different... As a Trump guy. I mean, he was a guy who the Trump fans hated. I mean, yes. believe me, as a guy who really liked uh, Ted Cruz and when it's, you know, we went out, we followed him on the campaign a couple times. We covered him. We talked mm-hmm. to him endlessly. He... Mm-hmm. Uh, I mean, to tell you that he was the most despised man in the universe to anyone who liked Donald Trump would be an understatement. I mean, at one point, they hated him. And he, in a period of a couple of years, (laughs) was able to transition from like the most hated guy to one of the most loved. Yeah, I really, it really is incredible. I mean, I, I... I don't know what that, I'm not sure exactly what that says. I, it, it, it might just be that the, the audience, uh, you know, the voters weren't as they didn't really hate him as much back then. They were just mad at him at that moment. And, you know, he was able to convince them he really is on their side. You know, mm-hmm. it could just be that. But it is I don't I can't remember a lot of examples of of what he's been able to accomplish there with with the base. It's It's been pretty impressive as a, a political has. effort because. You would, you know, during the campaign, you would say he was anti-Trump, 
right? Yeah, yeah. yeah. certainly. He was running against him. He's, he's actively trying to stop throats. him from being president. Yes. But now I think you'd call him a Trump ally. Oh, totally. I mean, Trump endorsed him. Yeah. Right. For his race. Yes. Uh, they 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 were very, very friendly throughout the 2020 race. And like mm-hmm. they, they, Cruz is not unique in that way. There was a lot of people uh, who who went through that transition between 2016 and 2020. I think what I, what I find amazing about it, though, is like Cruz was really the example of that person. Like he would I mean, you know, to the point of like, you know, they outwardly hated each other i mean donald trump was saying his yeah. dad killed kennedy <laughs> they were at the point where i don't <laughs> right. know how it could have got worse <laughs> and that's i mean he was basically calling his wife ugly right remember this oh, yeah we were at yes. that point in the relationship that's not a good point right. in a relationship and they were able to patch things up and and look there's bigger issues right than than personal insults the country's on, on the line here and i think you know a couple of adults can can make that determination and move past things but it is it's really been an incredible few years here to watch that transition occur yeah it really has and really i think now cruz is one of the guys who you'd look at and say if again i don't think anyone has a chance if donald trump runs oh i don't either so right off the bat i mean if donald trump it's decides to run it's over decides. including desantis yeah. including cruz any of them right but if donald trump decides not to run who let's just say trump is going to probably endorse someone right mm-hmm. who's he going to endorse assuming right that it's not ivanka trump or donald trump jr which i don't i don't necessarily think is is in the cards at this point if it's not one of his kids one of his family members that he'd obviously be supporting mm-hmm. who would it be and Does, at this point it could be cruz over desantis i mean I, it those, could be. those would be the top two guys you'd think though definitely uh, yeah one or the other he right certainly now. wouldn't go with. I don't think he'd endorse Pompeo. Although uh, he's Pompeo, although they, they have a good relationship. Yeah, they I do. think. Yeah, and I, I just don't think Pompeo. And I like Pompeo, generally speaking. We liked him when he was a congressman. Mm-hmm. You know, mm-hmm. I, he doesn't seem to me to be the dynamic uh, speaker and communicator that you'd necessarily think is going to win a presidential election. Right. And he's not. He was never like. I don't think a huge. Uh, hugely high on the passion list for Trump supporters. He he was always good, and I think people liked him, but he was never like uh, you know I live and die with the Mike Pompeo you know <laughs> way of way of uh, doing business. I don't think there was ever that ever that excitement from the base. Mm-hmm. Where DeSantis has that excitement, you know. I ta- yeah, everyone does. I talk to when whenever we do, you know you talk about what's coming up in twenty twenty four, people act like DeSantis is a sure thing. I would I, I would have a little bit of caution on that in that like we are far away from the election. Number one, you have the possibility of Donald Trump running, which, again, I think means that Do- Ron DeSantis is not probably running and probably almost no one is running. Right. Like <laughs> right? he's just going to clear the field if he decides to run. Now, DeSantis could be his VP. People like the Trump De- DeSantis possibility. But DeSantis is also is. Let me ask you this just as a as an observer, Pat. You're watching these things. You don't care about the outcome. You're just a political observer here for a moment. Mm-hmm. Is DeSantis peaking too early? Uh, I wonder. Maybe. You know, he's done a lot of really big, splashy things that have excited the base. And yeah. I look, I like what he's done. I'm a, I am sure. like DeSantis. I'm a fan of the way he's handled COVID. Uh, like, I, I'm, I'm wondering, though, like, 
it's hard to maintain this pace for multiple years. Yeah, for three more years. Three more years. I mean, yeah. the things he's doing, like these kind it's of big, splashy <laughs> things where it's like, you know, we're taking on big tech and we're putting prayer in schools and we're, you know, no COVID, COVID vaccines and or, uh, vaccine passports on, on cruise ships and all these things that the base obviously mm-hmm. is a fan of. Big sort of like big announcements, these big policies. And Abbott has done a bunch of them here as well in Texas. You can't keep that pace up. There's just, you can't do two of those a week until 2024. There's going <laughs> to, I mean, there's just not enough laws. Yeah. Uh, thankfully. So I, I wonder if, if he's peaking too early or is, you know, maybe not, maybe you have to just get out ahead of this stuff and, and see where things take him. I think, you know, DeSantis is a, a smart guy, a young guy, he's energetic, mm-hmm. but I mean, do you think there's anything to that? Is that something you'd be, if oh, you were I'd, his I'd advisor, a little bit be, concerned about it. Yeah. 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 Cause it, you're right. He's at the top of the heap now, but that's hard to maintain. Triple eight, seven, two, seven B E C K. You were listening to the Glenn Beck program. Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. Is it me or has uh, Dr. St. Anthony Fauci's narcissism gotten even more out of control? (laughs) Hmm. The guy is, first of all, he says he is science. (laughs) So, I mean, there's no arguing with him, right? He's, for some reason, gotten super sensitive lately. And and maybe it's because he knows he lied and people are calling him on it and he doesn't like it. So he's trying to put it back on everybody else for how dare you? How dare you question me? I am science kind of thing. Yeah. He's been doing a lot of that lately. A lot. Uh, He was talking to Kara Swisher uh, on Kara's podcast, which, you know, who doesn't listen to that? It's my favorite Kara based podcast podcast Pod, is it yes it's my third favorite third Kara favorite. based yeah um but he proclaimed that all of his critics are all bad faith partisans unfairly attacking him wow and then he started talking in third person which i love you, you know there's there's not a problem when you start referring to yourself in third person Mm-mm. he said no we're not kidding fauci does have blood on his hands not only was his handling of the pandemic deeply politicized shown even more so by the uh, release of his emails uh but now uh fauci uh let's see where was it that he was referring to himself in third person yeah i'll have to find that um but he is he it's basically how dare you question me on anything regarding the way i've handled this particular pandemic yeah, I just, I don't know why anyone thinks this is an effective tactic. You know, even if you just say, look, yeah, I screwed some stuff up. I did some stuff I wish yeah. I didn't, you know. But then you've admitted tough. that you've made mistakes. Right, and I guess you can't do that now. Can't do it. And to, to be fair, if it's, you know, if he did admit it, that then people would hammer him for the, for the <laughs> mistake. Like, there's just not, I mean, he's not in a position to win at this point. That, that's probably but true. maybe just get off TV for five minutes. Maybe something like that. Yeah, how about an that? idea. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Our sponsor uh, this half hour is, uh, is of course, our friends at Rough Greens. Rough Greens has been, I, w- I want to say feeding our dogs, but that's not exactly right. It's not a dog food. It is something you sprinkle on top of the dog food. So it makes, it's the difference between my dogs being excited to eat or, you know, walking up to the bowl and sniffing and then walking away and looking at you and like, why isn't the Rough Greens on here right now? Yeah, that's what I want. 
Um, it's very good for them. It's chock full of vitamins, minerals, probiotics, omega oils, all the stuff that your dog, you know, needs. Um, but really when you put it on top of the food, you'll realize how much they love it because they go for it. And I guess it's because it's, you know, it's something that their bodies actually really crave and you're giving them something that's really healthy. Unlike human beings, when you need food and it's actually healthy, it's the stuff you avoid. Apparently dogs don't do that, but the good thing is you can get a free bag of Rough Greens for your dog to try out. All you have to do is pay for shipping. Just go to roughgreens.com slash Beck, R-U-F-F greens.com slash Beck, or call 833-GLEN-33, 833-G-L-E-N-N-33. It's 833-GLEN-33 or roughgreens.com slash Beck. More radio program here in just a second. American unconstitutional situation uh, thus far. Um, you, I mean, I think we've touched on this, uh, but it's been several months now, and uh, $85 million still resides with the FBI rather than American citizens. Uh, we'll tell you about. A civil asset forfeiture story that just keeps getting worse all the time. Coming up in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck Program. So yesterday I had the most stereotypical Father's Day humanly possible. I I actually did fall asleep watching golf on television. So... <laughs> the most standard thing you could possibly do. And then, in addition to that, we grilled out. Mm. That's what you do on Father's That's what Day. You do. We did a little grilling out. Mm-hmm. Did a little falling asleep watching golf. If you want to grill out, though, and do it right, you need to have a rec tech. Uh, you can control the whole thing from inside. So you can be like, well, I don't know. I would, I would recommend falling asleep while using your rec, rec tech. Uh, but you can control it from inside the air, in the house, in the air conditioning, on your phone. Get the exact temperature that you want for your for your grill, and then you're out there enjoying the food, and you get to kind of celebrate the indoor air conditioning and golf time inside while all that stuff is happening. You can't beat that. Uh, it's really amazing. Follow RecTech on all their social media and sign up for their newsletter. It's R E C T E Q RecTech RecTech with a Q at the end. R E C T E Q dot com R E C TEQ.com. All right. Uh, hundreds of people who store valuables in a safe deposit box may never see their cash again or their precious metals, or their heirlooms, unless 
a uh, federal judge finally intervenes this week. Now, a couple of months ago, we told you about this uh, seizure from the FBI at the U.S. private vaults, the USPV. So some families and some private citizens have gotten together to sue the government for the contents of about 800 deposit boxes that were taken. Everything in them was just taken by the FBI, FBI in March in a raid of the storage provider. Um, and the provider was indicted for conspiracy to sell drugs and launder money. Now, none of these other Americans who had their valuables in these safety deposit boxes has been charged with anything. And some of them have hundreds of thousands, if not into the millions, in these safety deposit boxes. Now, if you don't trust a bank, where are you going to put your money? Probably one of the likely places would be a safety deposit box, thinking, okay, it's going to be safe here. No, not from, not from the FBI, not from the federal government. I mean... Who would have thought that the FBI would pull off the largest bank heist in American history? That's just unconscionable. How can this stand? And it does time after time. But usually this involves, you know, people traveling. Like you're on the freeway. You get pulled over by state police. Uh, They, for some reason, decide to search your vehicle and do so. uh, And find $10,000 or $20,000 or $30,000 in cash. And they just take it. Or you're at the airport and the TSA confiscates it. Both of those situations have happened many, many times. This is the first one I, I've known of where, you know, you've just got your valuables put in a safe place and the FBI comes and takes it anyway. Even if you're not co- accused of a crime. They're not accused of anything. convicted. Yeah. yeah. Like that should be the standard right. to me. Not even charged. You could say all you want and I'm going to put my stuff in a safe place. Mm-hmm. However... If uh, you are convicted of a crime and you know deemed that these were ill-gotten gains, right? Like your money's never in a safe place, right? Like that's mm-hmm. the legal system. If right. you get convicted of a crime, they may take your stuff, especially if you got them through the, that that you know some illegal way. But to do it when you're not even convicted is completely. It's criminal to me when you're not accused. <laughs> yeah. Like that's There's just not even a, an allegation of wrongdoing here. It's just theft. It's straight up theft. And it's grand larceny. I mean, this is a lot of money they're taking from people. Um, the asset list in the seizure notice discloses more than a dozen boxes containing more than a million dollars each. In cash and many more in six figures. Others list jewelry, collectible coins, gold and silver, precious items. And so people have millions of dollars worth of things in these safety. De- That's what a safety deposit box is for, right? You put mm-hmm. valuables in it, stuff that you want to be kept safe. And you never think, well, if the FBI raids the owner of this place, I'm going to lose all my money. You would never think that. Why? Because this is the United States of America, right? I don't even know that there's precedent for this in the Soviet Union. I, I mean, maybe, maybe they did this kind of stuff. I, I don't know that people had that kind of wealth to be taken from them uh, in the Soviet Union. But uh, I, there's no redress here. They, they sue and they just tell you, nope, sorry, uh, you can't have it. So you just hope a federal judge finally intervenes and says, give them back their money now. 
uh, or face the consequences. But I don't know what your recourse is. If the judge doesn't step in, you're just out of everything you had saved up in these things. It's it's really something else. It's incredible. It's incredible that this stuff happens routinely in the United States of America. And, and, and it's also one of those things... Uh, somewhat like critical race theory, right? That has been going on over the past uh, couple of months. When people realize what this is, they generally speaking are on the right side of the issue. You know, like oh, yeah. uh, people, people look, oh, I'm being trained in my office and they're saying I should uh, d- disavow my whiteness. You know, even not only white people, but African-Americans and Hispanics and, and everybody else looks at this and say, okay, that's, just racism repackaged right like uh, it does that's uh, critical race theory which is a catch-all at this point and 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 probably you know catches too much at times but the bottom line is people can inherently recognize that it's wrong without even thinking about it you know it's the same thing with like hey i went to watch my daughter's track meet this weekend and she lost by uh 15 lengths to a boy Right. Like, you know, people just inherently can mm-hmm. say, all right, this is wrong. And 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 when people are awakened uh, to this type of thing, to use the woke terminology, uh, they are generally speaking uh, on the right side of it. Yeah, they're generally left outraged. or right. Right. They're outraged either way. Mm-hmm. I think the same thing exists with with this when it comes to um, th- this theft this this is really theft, and it's it's happened to tons of people. People who haven't even been accused of crimes, having uh, yeah. their livelihoods, their money taken away from them for absolutely no reason at all. I don't know how you could be okay with it, really. And maybe you just you think, ah, they're rich people. They, whatever. I don't care what happens to them. But some of these clients are not wealthy. Uh, two new clients have just been added to the amended complaint they already you know they had a lot of the people already on the complaint now they've got other clients like this couple who was storing two thousand dollars two thousand dollars in cash and twenty thousand in silver so a total of twenty two thousand dollars it's their nest egg for retirement twenty two thousand dollars uh that's pretty modest and now the fbi has confiscated that and they don't have that retirement nest fund nest egg uh, they got a telecommunications executive that just jumped on board. A hundred thousand, he had a hundred thousand dollars worth of gold and sixty-three thousand in cash, intended as a rainy day fund, just taken from him. Just taken. And again, remember, no charges against any of these people have been filed. Now he's not the guy because you say telecommunications executive. He's not the guy that came up with robocalls, did he? Because if that's no, him, then, then he deserves, he deserves it. it. All it's yeah. all all should be taken. As far as I know. Now, that's not constitutional no. still, but I still would root it. I would root for it in a big way. Uh, no, I, I mean, how many... This is happening so much. I mean, we've talked about this. This There was a guy in Chicago who was... He worked on cars. His his livelihood was he worked on cars. He would go help out people, um, and sometimes he'd come off uh, away from where he worked. Um, he had this customer who came in. Um, who had uh, who had the car? Um, uh, brought it in, dropped the car off. Needed to go back to work. So, as a as a business owner trying to help his customers, he drove the guy back to work. In the process of driving them back to work, the, they got pulled over, and the passenger in the car had drugs in his pocket. Now, mm. no one accused the driver, who was just a mechanic, 
of being in the responsible for the drugs that well he, they were never accused of a crime at all but they it, it took his car in the back of his car was all of his uh, equipment to help people fix their cars so he lost his tools mm. he lost his car for years and they kept Jeez. fining him to get his own car uh, out of uh, being impounded based on nothing he had done nothing wrong. They didn't even... It wasn't like a bad accusation. It's hard to communicate how ridiculous this is because it wasn't like they it said, is. oh, he was really responsible for the drugs. We know it with no evidence. That would be bad enough. They weren't even saying he was responsible. They weren't saying he was responsible. They weren't saying, oh, you guys are really hiding it. This is a drug operation. None of that. They knew he was innocent. They knew it. And mm. they still find this guy tens of thousands of dollars he's a working guy, man he doesn't have tens of thousands of dollars to get his car out from impound and all of his tools it ruined his business it ruined his life and why unreal it's why just, uh, it's unbelievable because they law enforcement agencies want the ability to confiscate this so that they can fight the war on drugs that's what they that's their excuse and they they like the money that comes along with they this. love the money that comes They're, along with you it. know and look i'm as pro police as they come but you got to be able to convict a person of something mm-hmm. if you're going to uh right. to take their stuff not just charge but not just convict charge. them yeah, yeah. before you confiscate their property yeah and they this is they've now gone to the place where they're evading these bans so People learn about this civil asset forfeiture and they're like, this is wrong. And this is America. This should not happen. Right. So many states have now gone to the point where they've passed laws saying you can't do this without a conviction or at least an accusation of wrongdoing. Seems to make a lot of sense. Mm-hmm. But there's a hole in these laws where if they go to like basically there's a hole that says if you um, work with the federal government. So let's say the federal government is in the middle an agency is going through they're in the middle of an investigation and they need assistance from the state if it goes through the federal government and they do this civil asset forfeiture thing the state gets to keep uh, you know i think, I think it's 80 percent, 80 percent of the money yeah right yep so what these states are doing that have bans on civil asset forfeiture is they're taking the investigation all the way up to the point where they're going to seize the stuff and then they're like oh we need help from the feds so the feds come in, they take over the investigation, actually seize it and seize the property, and then the state gets 80% of the money anyway. This is how they're getting around these bans. This is something that is blatantly wrong. And it's not just in liberal states either. No. This is happening in Texas, mm. in Utah. Texas is actually in Indiana, really bad. Really bad. Asset forfeiture. Yeah. And what was the figure we had, I think, last week? It was $20 billion, I believe, that's been confiscated in the last 10 years. $20 billion. So it's like $2 billion a year. $2 billion? And most of these people, if not all of them, are not even charged with a crime? Yeah. It's unbelievable. And, and look, look, they do get drug dealers. They do. And they can point, you know, to any, uh, police can come to you and say, look, this is a really valuable thing because we, if mm-hmm. we wait until they're convicted... You know, then they're going to find a way to hide all this money and we're not going to get any of it, which is understandable. And there's there's legitimate argument to be made there. However, 
This is the type of place that's, that that uh, that is innocent until proven guilty. That's that's the basis of our system. So yeah. you err on the side of letting get guilty people get away with certain things if it's going to protect innocent people. Exactly. That's how far we go that far normally, and we've given up on that with civil asset forfeiture. That's not that's not re- it's not good. And, and I will say the only reason I think people care about this so is, is so little is because the name is so boring. <laughs> civil asset forfeiture is the least sexy thing in the world. It's it should just, be called uh federal theft yeah. of private citizens property. <laughs> yeah, like you need something maybe, catchy. Maybe that would get somebody's attention. You yeah. need something catchy. Triple eight seven two seven P E C K American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. When the chips are down, and they could be down before too long, the way things are going, are you going to be ready? Do you have your financial house in order? Are you saving money everywhere you can and not spending beyond your means? Uh, maybe things are hard in your financial life because the government has taken all your crap. That's possible, too. Uh, family uh, owned business uh, that we've been talking about for a long time is American financing. And if you are thinking about refinancing your mortgage, uh, maybe trying to get a debt consolidation thing going, you go to American financing and they will help you walk through every single part of this process. American financing can help you roll all of the debt that you might have into a consolidation loan. That's going to help you get back on your feet financially. It's been a tough year. A lot of people have gone through a lot of stuff. Make sure this housing market can work for you. American financing, works for you they don't work for the bank there's no pressure there's no hidden or upfront fees just solid customer service give them a call american financing 800-906-2440 800-906-2440 or go to americanfinancing.net 10 second station id Ah, the Biden administration uh, wants you to support or wants you to report uh, radicalized friends and uh, family members, which is, yeah, that's great. Uh, it reminds me of that see something, say something time period of the right after the Patriot Act was right. uh, enacted and you were supposed to be watching your neighbors for suspicious activity and then reporting them. Uh, Well, Biden's administration has announced their plans to create ways for Americans to report radicalized friends and family to the government in an effort to fight domestic terrorism, because we all know that there's a whole bunch of white supremacists lurking in neighborhoods all over America. How many do you have in your neighborhood? Probably. I believe 11. 11. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Yeah. (laughs) That's probably a small number. I'll bet that's on the conservative side. Yeah, that's true. In a conversation with reporters, one senior administration official explained the importance of stopping politically fueled violence before it starts. Uh, so we're going to do future crimes here. Um, we will work to improve public awareness of federal resources to address concerning or threatening behavior before the violence occurs. The official cited the Department of Homeland Security's if you that see something, say something campaign, which was so great and so successful Narc on your neighbors. It really works well. Ask Germans. <laughs> they love it. They love it. <laughs> this involves creating contexts in which those who are family members or friends or co-workers know that there are pathways and avenues to raise concerns and seek help 
for those they have perceived to be radicalizing and potentially radicalizing towards violence. Biden began his presidency with a stark warning in his inauguration speech about the rise in political extremism, white supremacy, domestic terrorism that we must confront and we will defeat. I can't tell you the number of white supremacists that I run into on a daily basis. It's just... Well, all of them. All, all the of white them. people. All of the white people that I run into. Have you seen any white people today? White supremacists. Yes. yes. That's Thank how you. this works. Thank you. And are they all radicals? Yeah. Yeah. Most, yeah. Most of them are on the right. So you know they're radicals. Yeah. That's, that's the how... Mm. It's a great way to do this because there, there was this idea that you had to prove that someone was a racist, was a white supremacist... With evidence. And now we've got, we've passed that. We no longer need to do that. We just need to see that they're white and we know. And you know. You know that they're, that they're uh, racists because of their skin color. We can generalize. And this is a theory. People might not understand this. This is a highly advanced theory. But what we could do is we could generalize mm-hmm. uh, based on skin color. Mm-hmm. And that's good. Whenever you can take a skin color and take mm-hmm. certain characteristics you assign to that skin color generally. Right, like you would stereotype, yeah, you stereotype an entire them. Yes, that's perfect. group of people and, based on and, their race. And you'd assume mm-hmm. things about them, usually right. negative. Almost you, always negative. Yeah, you assume negative things about them because their skin color okay. is, is a certain hue. Right. And then In you this know, case, like a beige. A beige, or a, peachish. Casper-like sure. tone to it. And then you know these bad things apply to them, not mm-hmm. because they've actually done them, but because their skin color is... Uh, looks a certain way mm-hmm. and that is a great advancement in our society <laughs> what a wonderful achievement that we've been able to come to this point where we can t- tell so much about a person yeah. based just on the color of their skin and if you can lock up all those white people you know with the beige-ish casper-like mm. hue to their skin yeah if you can lock them up before they do the radical thing then you just i mean you save civilization a lot of trouble. It's the same thing with Asians, by the way. Uh, this is a because Asians mm-hmm. they seem to achieve too much, and the only uh, way they can do true. that is Asian supremacy. And and look, some of them look well, maybe it, white. I will tell you this: Therefore, what, I, what I learned a while ago mm-hmm. was that Asians Asian intelligence comes through white supremacy. It does. Yeah, I've heard that. Yeah, and it does uh, seem yeah. like it does. It does. So, so it's so. all part of the same problem. We're doing a we're doing a great job here with this country. Oh my god. We're gosh. doing a great job. We, Aren't we though? We solved so many issues just by making lots of decisions based on skin color. Who thought it could be that easy? <laughs> uh, but there it is. We're back there again. Good job, America. This is the Glenn Beck program. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn today on the Glenn Beck program. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K couple of Republicans, uh, in fact, several Republicans, are calling for <coughs> President Joe Biden to undergo a cognitive assessment? What? Why the hate? Why? Where is that coming from? He does, huh. he does not need <laughs> he does, a cognitive no, assessment. No, he does we not. We know exactly what the <laughs> abilities are, and they're low. <laughs> That's what we, we does not need to be assessed. We've seen him operate in public. Ugh. In a letter dated June 17th, Jackson and his colleagues noted Biden agreed to such an assessment and detailed several examples of where Biden's mental decline and forgetfulness have become more apparent over the past 18 months. Oh, I'll not hear about it. I will not hear of it. 
in March. I love this. He forgot the names of the Pentagon, the Department of Defense, and the Defense Secretary. Do you remember that moment? I, I think I might have that moment here somewhere. That's, that's not that many people, though. Do you really need to know the names of all the people you no, work with? No, you know, you get not all of them, right? Or some of them. Do you need to know any of the names of the people you work with? I think the answer to that is no. Here's one of those circumstances. And I want to thank the the, the uh, former general. I keep calling him general, but my mm-hmm. my, uh, my the guy who runs that outfit over there. <laughs> That's good. That's good, right? That's good. That's sharp. That tells you, okay, a guy knows what he's talking about. He knows that there's a person who runs that outfit over there. He can't, he can't remember the name of the outfit, which is the Pentagon. Mm-hmm. He can't remember the Department of Defense, and he can't remember this defense secretary's name. And he knows certain things about this person, <laughs> like he was a general at one point, for example. Yes, he and does. And he's saying the things he knows about the person in hopes it mm-hmm. will... Cue his brain to come up with his name or where he works. And it's not or working. Or what he does. And it is not it does working. Not work. uh, so there was that. There was misidentifying the time of day and Democrat members of Congress. In February, that happened. In May, confused the dates of riding an Amtrak train and the death of his mother. He botched the first line of the Declaration of Independence in March of 2020. He's done that several times, actually. He's, he's messed up the, the Declaration of Independence. I don't know how many times. One of them was, uh, you, you, you know the thing. You know the thing, yeah. Uh, truth, justice, and fair. Yeah, you know the thing. <laughs> and then another time it was, et cetera. <laughs> so he just got to the place where uh, all men are, et cetera. And that was it. Yeah. And I've seen reporters now come out publicly and say, we've never seen an administration like this where the aides will shut down the president of the United States attempting to answer questions over and over and over and over again. They'll go to him. They'll ask him a question and they'll just say, stop. His own aides will say, stop. Yes. Like he's a kid running into the street. Well, you were on vacation last week. Did you see the time in Europe where he's under this big tent? Uh, there, There's a bunch of reporters shouting at him under the tent. And he's kind of shuffling along a little bit. Mm-hmm. And he starts to stop and, and address uh, some of the things. Am I wearing pants? Right. Where's my pudding? Mm-hmm. And Jill comes running up, grabs him by the arm, and pulls him uh, away from everybody. This is one of those things where we're just going to find out in five years or ten years that he was completely lost. Right. And, they and knew that it. he was medicated at times yep. and that got him through some of these difficult situations. But for the most part, he was just incapable of carrying out this his, his responsibilities. I, I, I definitely think there's going to come a time where we find this out. Has to. And again, the alternative is worse. Kamala Harris, who is is not having these problems, thankfully, uh, as an individual, uh, I don't want her running the show. So uh, Joe Biden, even though I know he's he's a little on the slow side these days, is a much better option for the United States of America than letting Kamala run the show. That being said, it's it's terrifying that that our president is in this state. And look, he's not. And when I say completely gone, he's not completely gone in every moment. As you point out, sometimes right. maybe he's medicated, maybe he's mm-hmm. fine some of the time. But clearly yes. he has 
He has wires that yes. do not touch each other anymore in the brain. They, they're supposed no to communicate with each other, and they're like three inches away from each other now, and the electricity does not <clears throat> bridge that gap. It yeah. just doesn't happen. Right. So, sure, is it is it embarrassing? Is it sometimes even yes. humorous when he comes out and, and he can't understand what he's saying? Mm-hmm. You might say that. But when he's in a meeting with Vladimir Putin... God only knows what comes out of that. What does he blurt out that he's not supposed to? What can't yeah. he remember when he needs to remember? Well, you had that weird situation. And he admitted to it where I told him, I, I told Putin that there's 16 things we don't want you to attack. And then everything else is fair game. Everything <laughs> else. Is, we can, what, plus, plus we, we gave you a list of the places we're vulnerable. Right. Please don't attack us there. You shouldn't attack us there, okay? We'd appreciate it Look, we if have, you wouldn't do that. Don't, don't, please. We have one password for all of our computers, but don't go after the nuclear. Don't use that computer. Don't do that one. Now, it is one, two, three, four, five on all of them, but don't use, you can use that on our financial system. You can use it on our electricity grid, but please not our nuclear codes. Okay. Okay. Well, that should work out well. Now, he said it was emergency, which I don't know what that means, really. <laughs> we, we can't. Okay, so we're not yeah. supposed to hack your emergency. Emergency, don't we're do that. We're not supposed to hack transportation. They're not supposed mm-hmm. to hack. I, I, I don't remember them all, but there were 16, and he laid it all out for them. So Putin knows exactly where we're vulnerable right now and exactly where to attack. Plus, we didn't say anything about any of the other infrastructure, so you can attack that at will. Yeah, go ahead. Go after go ahead. Uh, all of our private companies and their information. What, what does that matter? Yeah. Some dumb private company. That. and Some stupid bunch of our citizens, millions of our citizens lose their, their uh, identities. Ah, who cares? Don't come after our pipeline. It seems to be what they were basically saying. Like, okay, mm-hmm. like leave our infrastructure. You can just take, take what you need to take from everyone else. You know? I mean, that's not... That's not that's not, that's not the way you what govern. a president no. is supposed to do. No. <laughs> Look, I understand that that some of the stuff can just get partisan and and people just say say bad things about the guy they don't like. Look, I think Joe Biden is if he were completely coherent would still be a terrible president. I'm not I'm not hiding the fact that I think he sucks. But go beyond this for a second. Like we did uh, you know, um <laughs> one of the one of the first things we did uh, uh, merchandise-wise was uh, on stewdoesmerch.com, by the way. You can go pick up your merch there. We did a um, a shirt based off of, remember the Seinfeld episode where, uh, you know, uh, George's dad is saying, uh, uh, um, uh, he's saying uh, Serenity Now over and over again in the back of his car. It's a very famous episode. He's Serenity Now! Every time he gets in trouble, he has a bad thought. He just says, Serenity Now! <laughs> That's what we did with Joe Biden. Senility Now! He, he's just in the back of a car. Yeah. Senility now! Please bring the senility to me so I can govern. That is not the place you want your country to be. You don't want the leader to have to beg and scream in hopes that mm-hmm. senility comes to visit him. That is yeah. not, it's not a promising thing for our future. And I do worry about it quite a bit. I mean, I, I, the, the, the negative consequences coming out of that are an unknown no a known unknown i believe as donald rumsfeld used to say 
We know it's possible. We just don't know how it's going to manifest itself. We know it's going to happen. We know the risk is there. We don't know what thing he's going to blurt out, what mistake he's going to make, no. what moment he needs his engine to run, and it doesn't. Yeah. And that's terrifying. I mean, can you imagine? You got this brutal killer across from you, sitting three feet from you, and uh, he's you know still got all his faculties. And then you've got Joe Biden sitting there, uh, who is completely diminished in his abilities. Mm-hmm. I mean, I, I wouldn't have had that great a confidence in him 30 years ago because he's not the kind of guy... I think that you want dealing with uh, heads of state who are who are enemies. Uh, I don't think he's strong enough. I don't think he has the right ideology. But certainly now that his faculties are so diminished, it is frightening what's going on between the two of them. And you're you're going to leave him in there with that guy by yourselves, by themselves. I, I I don't have any confidence that he can pull that off. None. And you know this is why we begged and pleaded during the election during the campaign that this guy is not capable of handling this job and i think that's gotten even even more clear to uh everyone but here we are and he's in the middle of negotiating details and treaties and and trying to tell world leaders that we're not going to put up with your nonsense when he's just incapable of doing it when you can't even remember the name of your defense secretary? And I want to thank the, sec- the, 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 uh, the former uh, general. I keep calling him general, but my, 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 uh, uh, the guy who runs that outfit over there. Yeah. Uh, I want to make sure we thank yeah, the secretary for all he's done to try to implement what we just talked about. But I can't remember his name, but I want to thank whoever he is. <laughs> <laughs> It's not exactly heartfelt. And I think he used to be a general. I, call, I keep calling him a general, but he's not one. Uh, Sir, his name is Captain Crunch. You're talking <laughs> to a cereal box. <laughs> is he the one who keeps making the mistake with all the berries? Yes! Oops, all Oops, berries. all berries. I don't believe that you keep messing up like that. I, I, at some point, it happened on purpose. Right. I, I think that's what I... I think that after 30 years <laughs> of oops, all berries, I think the captain is doing it on purpose. That's right, honey. He's like a uh, you're berry right. terrorist or something <laughs> over there in Crunchville. <laughs> all right, triple eight seven two seven B E C K. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. NFL football player Cole Beasley, who's a uh, Wes Welker-like slot receiver sort of guy. Meaning he's white. Meaning he's, yes, he's white, he's slow, (laughs) he's he's short. He's on a football field and no one can explain it. (laughs) But he's really, he's really pretty darn good. He is. He went to SMU, I believe, here in Texas. And he's a, uh, yeah, he's a good player. He played, he was with the the Cowboys. Cowboys for a while. Signed a big contract with the Bills. Uh, so he's with the Bills now, and the Bills are saying that if you don't get vaccinated, uh, that could affect your your position here. Mm-hmm. And so he is saying uh, he's not getting vaccinated, and he'll retire before he gets vaccinated. Feels pretty strongly uh, about it, I guess. And I'm not sure if it's that 
he's nervous about the vaccine or he's got some sort of principle against the vaccine. I, I don't know. I don't, he didn't really explain. But he did say, I don't play for the money anymore. That'd be nice. Wouldn't that be nice? That would be nice. That'd be great. <laughs> I don't work for the money anymore. I don't need it. I don't need it. I just do it for fun. That'd be great. My family has been taken care of. Uh, find me if you want. My way of living and my values are more important to me than a dollar. I'll be outside doing what I do. I'll be out in public. If you're scared of me, then steer clear or get vaccinated. I may die of COVID, but I'd rather die actually living. So he's saying, you know, if you're so worried about it, and, but you're vaccinated, why would you worry about it? And I think that's a pretty good point. Isn't, yeah. isn't the vaccine supposed to protect you from people who have COVID? That it, is it the point of it. Yeah. Seems yeah. like it. And look, I, it does. I might view it does. <laughs> Mm-hmm. So I, I don't understand the messaging of this from the beginning. I don't know why uh, they've they, they focused on people like they're all, you know, everyone's always talking about how are we going to get these people vaccinated? Look, the, the, the pandemic ends the day everyone can get the vaccine and they can choose whether to get it or not. And, you know, right. we talked about the Dave Portnoy thing. Maybe we'll play that coming up. But it's like, you know, I, it's not over in the fact that there's still I mean, I think 90 people died yesterday. Ninety. Now, we were at a point where... Countrywide? Yeah. There's, we were hitting 4,000 a day yeah. at one point. Wow. We're down 90. to 90. Um, wow. The lowest number since March 2020. Now, that's not over, right? People are still dying. It sucks. Yeah. Like, we don't... Uh-huh. You know, but overwhelmingly, these people are the people who didn't get the vaccine. And at some point, you have to say to people, like, if you don't want to get the vaccine, okay, mm-hmm. don't. Mm-hmm. And by the way, the people who don't like the vaccine get to say to people who do like it can say get the vaccine if you want but i mean i think it's gonna do these terrible things to you right like at some point mm-hmm. you get to make your own decision as to what your risk tolerance is and, and i think we're the at way that you want to live i think and, we're at that point and i think that point is absolutely when the vaccine is available to anyone who wants to get it for and, free by the way yeah. which it is right now yep we're at that point we are and and yes there are risks you know at some point there could be you know variants that there're all sorts of things you can come up with a million different scenarios but the bottom line is unless you want a society that does not operate unless there are zero deaths from anything you're going to have to get to you're going to have to set some sort of standard here and the standard is like we have something that's pretty darn effective in this we ever mm-hmm. since we started using it our you know the deaths have fallen by over 90% and we mm-hmm. just need to sit here and say, look, if Cole Beasley doesn't want to get it, she doesn't want to get it. That's right. all. Right. You know, just let people make their own freaking but decisions. If, if the Buffalo Bills are all vaccinated around him, what does it matter? Yeah, it doesn't matter. Mm-hmm. There's yeah. little to no risk, you know. And even if you it's do amazing. get it, there's probably you're probably not going to the hospital or anything like that. Uh, but we just can't. We can't live in a sane society, apparently. Apparently not. This is the Glenn Beck Program. Ah, it's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program. 888-727-BECK. Uh, got some things on the COVID front. Uh, we've got this Barstool Sports Dave, Dave Portnoy uh, celebrating the end of COVID-19. And then they took him off of Twitter for it. It's just so ridiculous. The things that are going on right now, just unbelievable. We'll get to that and much more in 60 seconds. The Glenn Beck program. So when they're looking at the rest of 2021, uh, some market experts think it's uh, pretty unlikely that mortgage rates are going to stay down in the 2% range. Do you think? I don't know. I, I kind of think that that's going to be everlasting. Uh, 
doesn't seem possible that rates are this low. And with the amount of money we're spending right now, just devaluing our currency, you know this stuff is around the corner. You know these rates are going to go up eventually. So if you're looking to refinance the mortgage uh, on your home, uh, maybe refinance the mortgage you already have, maybe uh, consolidate a loan uh, with other debt from credit cards and all this other stuff, this might be a great time to do it. Why not look into that, like, let's say right now? Uh, you want to be saving as much money as possible uh, every month. I know I do. Uh, American Financing is there for you. They work for you, not the bank, which is why you're never going to feel like you're being pushed into anything. On top of that, there are never any hidden or upfront fees, uh, just good customer service from family-owned business that has been helping people just like you make the best of their finances for over a couple of decades now. Check them out today. You won't be sorry. Call American Financing, 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS, 182334, it's Patton and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck program, 888-727-BECK. The president of the EU, uh, not a scary organization at all. I've always loved the European Union, haven't you? Just mm. the precursor to one world government. It's just, it's awesome. And to hear the president of the EU explaining how you in Europe can get your life back to normal in that German accent she has. That just sounds so soothing to me. Um, here's what she says uh, is important to get your life back here. Here she comes. Good morning. Good morning. How are you? Good to see you. Before you Easter, we promised mm-hmm. to the Europeans that we will do everything possible so that they can gain back um, some normality when uh, planning for their uh, well-deserved summer holidays. So on Monday, the Mm -hmm. European Parliament and the European Council Mm -hmm. signed the regulation for the EU digital COVID certificate. It is applicable from the 1st of July on, but if you want to as a member state, you can sign up early voluntarily. And that's what Belgium did. Oh, well, Belgium, Belgium allows did it. as of today um, to uh, travel with a certificate, mm-hmm. and they issue travel these with certificates. Their certificate. And here sure. is mine. So everyone who is fully vaccinated mm-hmm. or tested negative right. or has recovered from COVID can get one. Mm-hmm. And uh, we have right now 15 member states that have already signed up. And from the 1st of July, all 27 member states have to apply these EU digital mm-hmm. certificates for the COVID. Mm-hmm. I am planning now to start my tour through 27 member states for the next generation EU, our um, recovering resilient plan. And I'm very curious to test and to see how this certificate will work. Thank you. That's wonderful. All right. Oh, that's now, great. She so, held hers up. Can I just take a picture of that? And, can uh, I use hers? Yes. Is that okay? Yes. Mm-hmm. That's fine. Mm-hmm. That's fine. So essentially what she's saying is, uh, you must have your papers. <laughs> They'll be digital, but you must have some. <laughs> we have a vase. 
think you have your papers? Please. It's great. I love it. She, at least she said please. That's nice. <laughs> I don't think she did no, actually okay. say please. Mm-hmm. I think I gave her too much credit there. Ursula von... Ursula Gertrude von der Leyen. I'll say, too, like, you know, there's been this thing where in in entertainment, they haven't wanted to use, like, let's say, Muslims mm-hmm. as villains because, you know, as you know, Pat, Americans would immediately just start killing start, Muslims yeah. in the streets if they saw, <laughs> right. you know, right. a villain on 24 was actually Muslim and not backed by some German. <laughs> <laughs> it's always a German <laughs> or a Serbian or Serbian. You, you can be Serbian. Yes. Um, to be a victim on TV. To be the uh, yeah. to be the villain on TV, you have to be Serbian <laughs> or German. Well, I don't know. Now, look, the Germans did a lot. They did. Uh, to earn uh, <laughs> yep. some uh, some of the criticism. Uh, but the. It's been so long since I've seen a villain without a Russian or German accent. Whenever I hear it, I just assume they're a villain. <laughs> you've done me the reverse. You've, you've told me, you've tried so hard to make me uh, not want to be manipulated into thinking that Muslims could possibly be terrorists. <laughs> that now you've made me believe all Serbians are terrorists and all Germans. And all, yep. all of them. Yep. It's sad. And will forever be. <laughs> it's always going to be that way. You could be saying the uh, nicest things in the world and, with that accent, and it's going to sound creepy in some way. Now, I think no the heavy lifting in this front was done by a man named Adolf long ago, mm-hmm. but there is something just about that accent. You've just done a Volkswagen commercial, but it sounds like you're threatening genocide, doesn't it? By the way, don't look back at the history of Volkswagen. So... definitely don't look back at that you're not going to want to know that but uh enjoy your meep meep car uh it's a it's it is a uh i I mean look a country certainly uh with their own sovereignty has uh the right to require whatever they want i mean frankly Mm -hmm. if if what if there are countries that do all sorts of really terrible things uh, with letting not letting people in for for t- tourism, uh, they can do really whatever they want on that front uh, as a sovereign co- nation. As we would protect our right to do whatever we want, Th- though you think with we have something in common with the Western world, right? Like we're supposed to yeah. have some sort of shared principle yeah. structure, and you know, I, it does make you nervous when when Germans go down this road. It hasn't turned out well in the past, right? And when Europe as a whole is going down that road, it's mm-hmm. a little it's a little unnerving, I'd, I'd yeah. say. And it makes you wonder if this administration will do the same thing, because this administration is definitely influenced by European movements. I mean, the Democrats are all about the European socialism. They love it. Yeah. And it's weird. Like the vaccine passport thing. There are <clears throat> things there are real reasons to fear elements of that. Mm hmm. Uh, international visitors i mean we banned all visitors from under the trump administration from many countries right right because it's our freaking sovereign right to do so Uh, and we have Mm -hmm. that right and if we want to say we don't want anyone like for example brazil has been in a non-stop catastrophe from covid for a very long time and we've said Mm -hmm. "Eh, maybe we don't want any brazilian tourism at the moment I think that's totally it's just justifiable. Kind of prudent. Yeah. yeah, right. Yeah. So, uh, in some ways, I guess you could. They blocked almost all travel to Europe for for a long 
time from outside of it. And this is their way yeah. of supposedly opening things up. They have the right to do that. I mean, I just don't know if it makes a lot of sense in the grand scheme of things. And it's also going to be completely unmanageable. You know, I went on a uh, flight, you know, when there was more of a uh, active COVID situation. This is, I guess, late last year, mid, mid to late last year. And there was I went to a state that had uh, a quarantine for outside visitors and it was one of the first flights i took and i was supposed to when i flew in you know i guess lock myself in a house for god knows how long two weeks yeah, 14 two days weeks. or whatever i wasn't even going for two weeks i was only going for a few days it's like well i mean basically you're saying i have to go directly from the airport to a house and stay inside the house for the entire and trip are you saying that you didn't do that no of course not that's not what i'm saying but i did have i was traveling <laughs> with a companion who decided uh-huh. not to do that really yeah huh. uh, i th- i Weird. found it to be very shocking that they would they would because now you didn't follow suit and no and no no. i did everything exactly quarantine. by the book so okay, i want to make sure good. that part is on the air good on record because what state was this it was a i can't remember the state pat you can't remember no, the state gosh it was a state huh. it was uh one of the states <laughs> that i know it was in the united states <laughs> one of the states and <laughs> was so it one of the contiguous states it or? was one of the contiguous states okay uh, i believe it was on the hmm. eastern half of the united states that's all i remember huh but when like you get, a new york or connecticut kind of state. yeah and we should really leave my experience it, who yeah. cares about what i did let me tell you about my companion <laughs> all right. okay your companion so do? my companion was w- wondering what like this situation doesn't make any sense what do you mean how are you going to tell me how are you going to enforce the idea this is what my companion was saying uh, mm-hmm. how are you going to enforce <laughs> a quarantine from someone who's visiting as a u.s citizen inside the united states like are you a good are, question are you carding everyone everywhere they go mm-hmm. obviously not right there's a lot so of- you were just supposed to voluntarily do this yeah so you, you nobody basically, checked up on you, you get off the plane and there's a person wow. there with a clipboard and says uh yes uh, where are you what's your where are you staying and it's interesting as my companion realized if you just walk by that person they don't know if you're from that state in the contiguous states or not they just huh. walk you kind of walked right by that person so you just followed your companion's lead on that no i i of you course reported. Signed up. I, re- okay. I reported right, but my companion did not and wow and i you know your my companion's com- a rebel my companion's very rebellious and my companion looked though at the law before this trip uh-huh and realized that the i think the fine was 500 dollars if you were to get caught now what again what i don't do these things but this companion said what exactly let's think about the risk profile here mm-hmm. you could either not have a, the trip that you're taking because mm-hmm. you're stuck inside a house and can't do anything the entire time or you could risk a $500 fine. Now, a $500 fine is not nothing. That's, that's 500 bucks. But what has to happen for you to get fined $500? You have to, I guess, have a separate interaction with the police. Like, maybe if you were to get pulled over, maybe if you started a bar fight, like, they're going to card you, realize you should have been quarantined, and then add on a $500 fine, I guess, would be how this would happen. Mm-hmm. I can't even, I don't even know how it would happen. Right? Maybe that would be bad for me because I start so many bar You're fights. You're a huge bar fight guy. Yeah, that's I, why you go on vacation yeah, is to exactly. start bar fights. Nothing better than a good that's old good fashioned old bar. bar fight. That's that's Pat Gray. Yeah. You know, it's me. So, <laughs> and I, so I know my companion thought to themselves, <laughs> like, what if I just continue to keep walking here and uh, don't alert them of my 
uh, my your status my status in the state mm-hmm. and uh, everything worked out fine for my <laughs> companion I felt stupid because I was inside the whole time and they went out and did whatever they wanted huh. and everything turned out fine but I hold up in quarantine was in huh. quarantine yeah wow. uh, if I even took the flight you know it could have been a dream I, I think only my companion went now that I think about it <laughs> I may not have gone on this trip at all. That's really weird. Yeah, no, it's it's a crazy. Huh. It's a, it was a crazy. Were you time, feverish man. during this particular time? No, maybe, no. <laughs> maybe you had COVID while you were traveling. You know what? I know I didn't. No, okay. uh, that I do know because huh. I got it later. Uh, right. But it is one of those things where these things are like the mask mandate in Texas was an example of this. I stand by my belief to this day that literally zero people in the state of Texas were actually fined under the mask mandate. I think the number is and, zero. And I think that was by design. By design. I think I think that it was like, hey, mask mandate. And it's, it's like, well, how are we going to reinforce this? We're not. We're not going to. We're not. We want people to know that we think they should wear them, but right. we're not actually going to do anything. Now, yes. private businesses can do what they want to do. Some towns, I believe, probably did fine them under their town or county statute. That may have happened. But as far as a statewide mandate... It was a it was a man it was a it was a mino a mandate in name only yeah uh, and like that doesn't mean that I I liked it but you see these things people do it all the time I still see signs on buildings here like masks strongly recommended and then you go in there and literally no Nobody one including the employees on. are wearing them it's right. like they just want to to yep. say they're doing something at this point mm-hmm. you know is the is the pandemic over well people are still dying you should be careful especially if you haven't been vaccinated you should be be careful. But on the other side of that is, as a society right now, we are at a point in which people can take these treatments. If Maybe you believe it's hydroxychloroquine, right? Mm-hmm. Then you take on the risk of taking hydroxychloroquine, which is, I mean, risk-wise, I think very minimal, whether how much it will do. It does seem to help in certain circumstances. Maybe that's what you think it is. The bottom line is, all of these treatments are available for everyone now. Mm-hmm. So we are at the, that's what my definition of over is, right? Yeah. There's a way for people to avoid this if they want to avoid it. They don't have to avoid it, but they, if they want to avoid it, they can avoid it uh, in most circumstances. And you, you're not going to have zero deaths. It's, it's going to take a long time to get to zero. Yeah. But I mean, from 4,000 a day to 90, 90. And I think the average is something like 300 now. Now it, the flu is like a hundred a day. So if we're down to, I mean, we did 90 mm. yesterday. Now, 100 a day spread over an entire year, right? So you're saying mm-hmm. maybe 30 or 40, 365, you know, 365 days. So say 36,500 deaths for the flu is a, is a, is a medium, medium number. Probably an average number yeah. for the flu, yeah. So Except it, it's been eradicated since COVID. Yeah, I mean, it's been almost none the last year. Yeah. But, okay, all right. So that is something that we have all sort of designated that we can go on with life in that scenario Mm -hmm. it sucks i I keep thinking to myself like maybe we should instead of saying uh the flu is nothing maybe we should start considering a big issue right like uh, i think thirty six thousand people dying a year sucks let's try to get that to zero too yeah that's a lot but i mean look we have we don't have a treatment we don't have a 95 percent flu vaccine we do have several of uh, when it comes to you know the the products of uh, Donald Trump's uh, Operation Warp Speed, and be, not that the, the anyone in the media will ever give him credit for it, but we do have that. It's we've had success with it, and at some point people get to make their own decisions. They're big boys and girls, mm-hmm. you know, and that's I think and that's a fair definition of over. Yeah, whether you can Absolutely. choose to get the virus or not is a good 
definition of over. Triple eight seven two seven B E C K. According to a recent study, 330 million people across 10 countries became victims of cybercrime just in the past year. And another 55 million actually had their identity stolen. 55 million. That's insane. This costs, of course, people money. Uh, it also costs up uh, you know, a lot of their time. Cybercrime victims collectively spent almost 2.7 billion hours trying to resolve their issues. I don't want to deal with that. Uh, it makes me glad that something like LifeLock is available. It's important to understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. Every day, we put our information at risk on the internet. LifeLock helps detect a wide range of identity thefts, and uh, you know they'll send you alert. Plus, you have access to a dedicated restoration specialist if you become a victim. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but you can keep what's yours with LifeLock by Norton. Join now. Join now and you're going to get 25% off your first year with the promo code BECK. 1-800-LIFELOCK or head to lifelock.com. Use the promo code BECK for 25% off. 1-800-LIFELOCK or lifelock.com. The promo code is BECK for 25% off. 10 seconds, station ID. You know what hasn't worked real well is the uh, the Chinese vaccine. That, is, that does not seem yeah. to be going well. well it, it's not going well in Chile where they're using it. It's not going well in Indonesia. In fact, 300, 350 doctors and medical workers in Indonesia have caught COVID-19. Dozens have been hospitalized since getting vaccinated. Do you believe that the freaking Chinese, after the way they handled the outbreak of this thing, and maybe it came from a lab, very possible, mm-hmm. uh, came from one of their labs as a screw up or worse. And now they're providing the world with crappy vaccines <laughs> to solve it. I, it's incredible. I mean, it I, is. I hate when people say, and I do it sometimes like, oh, you know, the vaccines have been successful. Well, let's be let's be careful here. What's come out of the United States has been successful. Yes. What's come out of Great Britain, mostly less, successful, but like maybe not sex, quite as much. successful than the U.S. But still pretty good. Yeah. The AstraZeneca, AstraZeneca thing's been pretty okay. good. Yeah. Uh, the, the the Chinese one, even the Russian one has seemingly been pretty solid. Uh, the Chinese, the, the two from Chinese, Sinovac, Sinopharm, uh, have been... Not good. Not, have, not, have not worked very I well. I mean, in some cases, like only 50% or less. Yeah. Which again is not, uh, might, wow. maybe it's helping on the margins. It seems like it's it does not. I will say it does not seem like the immunity lasts very long. No, no, it doesn't. I, I, it seems like uh, they they have had real problems with that, and a lot of these countries that embrace the Chinese technology are learning uh, how that works. Not so well. <laughs> not so well. <laughs> so it's important. That's why I, I think it's important to point out when you talk about. Uh, you might talk about the vaccine. Talk about it as the product of Donald Trump's Operation Warp Speed, because they will not give him an ounce of credit for this. In fact, they just blame him for everything. When he deserves virtually all the credit for politicians, he, he deserves all of it. In yes. my view, I mean, yes, I, I, along with the other, you know, the researchers and the uh, yeah, yeah, obviously, like the big pharmaceutical companies that produce mm-hmm. these things deserve a lot of credit for it too. But he took all but, the red tape out. He provided yeah. uh, funds to, to spur this thing, to get it going, the seed money, to get everything started. He's the one that cleared the path for them. Yeah, you can overdo it by giving politicians credit for such things. And there's a lot of factors. But it, when it comes to mm-hmm. what he could have done in that scenario, 
He did very well. Yeah, and, did. and now it's just like it's just like Biden gets all of the credit for it. I mean, you look, Donald Trump, people talk about this all the time, like Donald Trump's uh, anti-vaccine. How can that be possible? The man he is not uh, anti-vaccine. Operation Warp Speed. And by the way, after having COVID, yeah. he still took the vaccine as, right. he, as he was leaving the White House. He still took it. Right. Why did he take it? <laughs> <That's> <laughs> right. I don't understand. He still took it. We do forget that, that he actually mm-hmm. got the vaccine in addition to pushing it forward. Wow. This is the Glenn Beck Program. It's Pat and Stu uh, for Glenn today on the Glenn Beck Program. Glenn's back tomorrow morning. 888-727-BECK. Stu and I have just been ruminating on the fact that there's some strange things going on here <laughs> with the vaccine. Because I think we all cheered when President Trump uh, cleared the way for this to happen, right? Everybody yeah. wanted it. It's a big part of his reelection campaign. Huge, uh, and his claim that we're gonna have a we're gonna have a vaccine by the end of the year, and the Democrats were apoplectic. Oh, you can't have a vaccine by the end of the year. That's ridiculous. You're insane. And he did it. He they produced it. Three American companies came up with it. You got the Pfizer, you got the Moderna, and you got Johnson and Johnson all coming up with a vaccine within a year. Incredible. How did that become a bad thing then? I don't know. It's I know, it, it's weird. The way the politics have played out on it are very strange as well. And that like you, like I'm I'm generalizing uh, overwhelmingly in that like the 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 vast majority of every party is fine with a vaccine but i'm just when there is there is opposition everywhere and and, and mm-hmm. vaccine opposition has never been a very partisan issue i mean the fa- most famous people in the united states that oppose the vaccine are jetty jim, mccarthy and jim carrey uh jim carrey right when they mm-hmm. were married in particular yep and in addition to that rfk jr oh yeah big right? time leftists big time leftists i mean hardcore leftists that have been running yeah. you know anti-vaccine stuff for a very long time and like again if that's you that's whatever you do like this is america you get to choose what you want to do with yourself right mm-hmm. like you should be able to choose uh so i'm 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 not I, my body my choice there you go should certainly go. apply to vaccines Sh- certainly should however on the po- just think of the politics now for a moment here we have basically a lot of people who are saying the vaccine you got to get vaccinated got to get vaccinated a lot of them are democrats and none of them will give donald trump any credit for not it. one ounce not of one credit. ounce of credit for nope. this coming across on the other hand you have a lot of people who really love donald trump who say the vaccine is bad mm-hmm. but won't give donald trump any blame <laughs> <laughs> which is very it's very weird like if it seems to me that if you think the yeah. vaccine is bad you should think probably donald trump was a bad president right like to, mm-hmm. to the point of saying like here's a guy who pushed through this thing i think is really bad certainly if joe biden came up with a vaccine and you thought it was bad you'd give joe biden blame i would right mm-hmm. i also i think the vaccine has been good and I give Donald Trump credit for that. And they keep saying like, well, he had no, he had no ability. He had no plan to roll this out to people. <laughs> he had no plan. What are you talking about? He had over uh, a million people a day being vaccinated when he left office. Go right. back and watch the 60 Minutes with the guy, uh, the the general, because um, uh, they ran. He was a, a guy who was 
you know, military experts on logistics. They put a guy from the military in charge of logistics during the Trump administration. They interviewed him on 60 Minutes. He went through mm. the entire plan. It was incredibly detailed, just what they talked about in, in 60 Minutes. All the incredible challenges of getting all this vaccine out as fast as possible to people, making sure that everyone can get it who wants to get it. All that stuff happened. Mm-hmm. Even Fauci said, yeah, no, we had a plan. Of course we had a plan. They were just lying about this, the uh, the, the uh, incoming administration. And uh, now Biden gets all the credit from the left and the media for their amazing job to get this done. Two thirds of adults are vaccinated already. And we're Donald Trump is just sitting down here in Florida being like, wait a minute. Like you guys all said this couldn't happen. Yep. You had people like Kamala Harris who were coming out saying, if Donald Trump is involved, I'm not taking that vaccine. That sounds terrible. <laughs> like they were doing all the things they're blaming the right for now. Yeah. Yeah. And, you know, Trump, who deserves an incredible amount of credit for for this, ending a pandemic, not just for the United States, but all around the world. Yeah, it might be his the, the best part of his legacy. It might be it might be the biggest thing he did. Yeah. In office, because nobody else has pulled that off. No other politician in the history of the world yeah. has been able to oversee from zero to vaccine in under a year. Yeah. The the next closest vaccine to be developed and available and distributed was four years. And it, yeah, the mumps. mumps. Yeah, the mumps Measles was something like four years. 10, and I think that's the next fastest. And I don't even know that I would even say it was fully distributed in four years. I think they came up with it in four that's years. That's incredible. I mean, think about this, Pat. It's a miracle. You go back to, we're in uh, Pride Month. I don't mm-hmm. know if, you, if you've noticed that at any one of the, any building you've ever walked into um but we're in pride month right now and i did a show on this uh right before vacation in that there's still this belief that ronald reagan never said aids until 1987 never even said the word it's a lie it's not true absolutely uh he increased funding by incredible amounts uh for Mm -hmm. research on aids throughout his administration and you know he doubled or tripled it every year yeah every year in office it was incredible i mean like they they poured money into this mm-hmm. and you should also point out that none of the journalists asked him any questions about aids throughout the entire 1984 campaign not yeah. one question in any debate about because about people AIDS. forget nobody talked about it yeah. until yeah. later because they didn't understand it they didn't know yep. what it was but the yep. most fascinating part about this is it took them four years to find out and figure out what the virus was that was causing it think about that in the COVID era for a second it took them not four years to come up with a vaccine. It took them four years to figure out what the virus was. They were just seeing people die, and they're like, AIDS, I guess, uh, immune. I don't know. Like, it's something with their immune system. And who was head of the National Institute of Health at that time? I, I'm <laughs> I trying can't, to think. I can't think of What's the name. that guy's name? Uh, uh, Dr. Faust. Faustonian. uh, I can't remember. Uh It's not important to the story, obviously, but (laughs) but like it was hard, right? Coming Mm -hmm. up and figuring these things out is really difficult to find out what the virus is, Mm -hmm. then come up with a solution for it. Go through multiple rounds of testing and get it fully distributed to the United States. It's and hard. by the way, we're at I think almost ninety percent now of people above sixty-five years of age 
have had the vaccine night and that's really the main wow. population we're talking about right yeah uh, you know there's people with with associated comorbidities and stuff that are that are also important but like when you're talking about it's been mostly the elderly people who have died from this vac- from this disease and 90 percent almost i think it's 88 percent have been vaccinated uh, above that age group that's a it's a freaking miracle it is it's a miracle that that's happened in a year and it should it ne- it, it, there is nothing about the history of science that would say this could happen this quickly and donald trump gets zilch when it comes to, to credit for it zilch they he is mm-hmm. he is they act as if he never cared about anyone dying from this virus from day one because they pull out something he said in February of 2020 where he didn't think it was a big deal. No one thought it was going to be a big deal in February of 2020. Including Anthony Fauci. And including Fauci, who you can quote from the same era, telling people in the United States, not only publicly, but also in his private emails, that it's not really a big risk right now for, the, for, for America. Could turn into one, but right mm-hmm. now it's not, it's not a big risk. So, again, and this is, I guess, typical with the press. It's just interesting to see how the how the supporters and, and the people who are in opposition of Trump, like, I mean, Trump, you listen to Trump talk about the vaccine and he wants credit for it. You know, I mean, Don, Donald Trump comes on. He's like, look, I did this incredible thing. Talk about it. Like, you know, he <laughs> likes that yeah. and he deserves it. <laughs> yeah, he does. Uh, but, you know, he's, I think, conflicted because I think a lot of his base is, you know, not so not so enthused about right. the operation. And, you know, they've, they've paid attention to the side effects, and there's been a lot of uh, coverage for, uh, about the side effects and whether or not 4,000-plus people have died, which is a pretty high number when you're talking about vaccines. Yeah, but again, when you look at the rates, it's important to look at the rates. People die all the time with, without, with or without COVID, with or without vaccines, right? And you mm-hmm. look at the rates of overall death, and the people who are in the vaccinated group are dying at a lower rate, lower rate than normal lower rate than normal that is what i mean and what this about is, the number of people that have grown tails that's a higher rate than normal. that's a higher rate yes than normal. there are way okay. more tails and the third eye is uh, that higher too third eye is about same, average about yeah average. about yeah. average uh now fourth eye <laughs> that's almost definitely the moderna vaccine oh if, wow. you, if, if you have a fourth <laughs> eye right now and you're like wow my vision's incredibly good and then you look in the mirror there are four eyes on your face that's you definitely got you got the moderna vaccine but, but if you get the second shot it goes okay. away remember that oh it's only if you have one shot of moderna do you get four eyes oh, if you, you get don't. the second one those two eyes fade away but you might not want to lose the vision gains they're incredible you're like at 80 20 i might just keep it yeah. at one shot <laughs> yeah. I might. I mean, you look a little yeah. strange but i mean you put a visor on people aren't going to be able to tell <laughs> And you can see, I mean, miles, Pat. Mm-hmm. You can see miles oh, wow, away. Really? Yeah. The two extra eyes make oh, yeah. that big a difference? Yeah, because they're, huh. they, they have different zoom lenses. Oh. It's like your iPhone. If you look at your iPhone, it's like, this right. one has three cameras on it. Oh, and yeah. It's like this. And you can see so you yeah. get the third eye, and all of a sudden you can zoom so in. So you put a fourth camera in there, and yeah. it'd be really, you could see, you could see the moon. It's true. From well, I can inside see the, moon. the building. I could see I'm the moon saying. with two eyes, but uh, you can also see it. <laughs> No, I'm talking about <laughs> inside this building. You can just point it up, right? And you can see and the you moon just with see it. right through X-ray yeah. vision. Yeah, uh, it's a little right. it's a little awkward walking <laughs> through department stores, but other than that, stupid. <laughs> <laughs> All right, triple eight seven two seven B E C K. It's Pat and Stu for Glenn today. 
Oh, man. Uh, you know, part of the uh, big blockbuster action movie where everything goes really quiet and then out of nowhere there's like a huge blast of noise from the trombones and the drums and you know the monster is about to come crashing through buildings and tearing everything up. That's sort of where we're at with the financial world right now. If you're even slightly paying attention, you've noticed that we're headed for all sorts of economic trouble. And probably it's not that far away. So it begs the question, what are you going to do to prepare for that? Do you have the lowest interest rate you can get on your mortgage, for instance? We think these rates are going up. I think they're going up at least. Certainly seems like with the amount of spending that we're doing right now and printing of money, there's nowhere else for them to go. And they're already so low. So why not ask the questions you need to be asking and see if if refinancing is right for you? Uh, The mortgage experts from American Financing are in it for you, not the bank, and they can help guide you toward making the best financial decisions. Call American Financing at 800-906-2440, 800-906-2440, or go to AmericanFinancing.net. It's AmericanFinancing.net. American Financing, NMLS 182334, www.nmlsconsumeraccess.org. 888-727-BECK. This is the Glenn Beck Program. And welcome. Yeah, it's Pat and Stu for Glenn on the Glenn Beck Program. Uh, 888-727-BECK. Glenn should be back uh, tomorrow morning. In the meantime, make sure you uh, subscribe to the uh, Pat Gray Unleashed podcast. Uh, Stu Does America is my show. Uh, uh, get that podcast as well anywhere you get your podcasts. Uh, we also have excellent uh, suggestions. Yeah, very, very, very good. Um, uh, also, mm-hmm. StuDoesMerch.com is the place to go to get any. Uh, we have like the we have a few Nancy Pelosi sucks pens still available. Andrew okay. Cuomo is awful T-shirts. Yeah, uh, all sorts of very fun things where I say bad things about liberals on shirts. Uh, so it's all there, and you can you can load up on that stuff as well, and you can load up on cookies, right, Pat? Yes, you could. Uh, you could go to Kexi.com and uh, load up on all kinds of delicious cookies. Uh, the salted caramel ones, the Texas sheet cake. It's just so good. Uh, for Father's Day, we had the bacon maple, which I didn't think was going to be that great. I'm like, eh, I don't know if you should do that. Yeah, the salty sweet, mm-hmm. the meat on the cookie thing. Yeah, I'm not usually yeah. a fan, but she went to the kitchen and baked it, brought it home. Try this. <laughs> okay. Yeah, it's really, it, and I was stunned. It Really good. Anyway, kexi.com. Yeah. Uh, very cool. Uh, highly recommended. Something else happens today. Yeah. That's pretty momentous. Really big thing going on today. In <clears throat> fact, um, in a new, the new show uh, in, in Rush Limbaugh's time slot here on Premier Radio Networks, uh, Clay and Buck, Clay Travis, Buck Sexton. Uh, if you don't know these guys, you're going to get to know them. And it's really important that you do because, you know, we... <clears throat> there's no one going to ever replace Rush Limbaugh. It's not, not uh, possible, sure. not a thing that can be a thing. Yeah. Uh, but he, you know, him and, and him, uh, unfortunately leaving us far too early, uh, it creates a massive hole in the, in the conservative movement. I mean, mm-hmm. the, you know, Rush was mm-hmm. the conservative movement in so many ways. Um, and I think you're really going to like Clay and Buck. I know, um, if you don't know Clay Travis, he's a guy who's been in, on the sports side for a, a long time. Uh, and, and With the, the organization called Outkick, Outkick. Right? he started mm-hmm. that. Yep. Yeah. And, you know, he does a lot. Uh, he's been you know, really prominent over the past couple of years and uh, a guy who just will say what he feels is right and does not care. And we need more of that. Buck Sexton is the same way. He was here at the Blaze, and we're mm-hmm. really proud of, of Buck and that he was here at the Blaze. He went to Premier Radio Networks to do the night show for several years, um, and now is moving into the slot with Clay. 
in, in Russia's time slot. So if you're listening to the network feed, it's the show that's about to start. And I, and I will say we need <clears throat> a great uh, couple of voices in that time slot. And these guys are really smart. Uh, they, they do not care. You know, Buck has been a friend of ours for a long time, uh, you know, uh, here at the Blaze from, uh, from many years ago. Uh, Clay, uh, we've watched uh, from afar, had him on the show a couple times as well, and uh, he's a really good voice. And it's, I just think it's an incredible, it's an incredible opportunity for these guys, but a real necessity for the conservative movement to have strong voices in the slot uh, held by Rush Limbaugh. And, and, and I know they know this as well. You can't, re- you can't replace Rush, but as they've been saying, inspired by Rush, you know, this is going to mm-hmm. be, it's, it's something really important uh, for all of us if we care about conservative principles and today's the very first day so Mm -hmm. uh you don't want to miss it uh should be great uh clay and buck coming up next on most of this uh radio station i'm pretty excited about it should be interesting uh interesting to watch Uh, have you watched did you watch any of the sports by the way this weekend did you watch the golf thing was interesting in that john rom who was leading a tournament just had covid right he was leading a tournament and then found out he tested positive for covid in a sport which he play can play by himself outdoors <laughs> uh like maybe i don't know clear the course and let him go by himself whatever whatever it is you should have let, right. let him finish yeah he wound up with two amazing putts late in the u.s open yesterday to win which is sort of you know a little justice there mm-hmm. uh for him i'm winning a much bigger tournament uh so that's that was kind of nice to watch every once in a while you get a positive story yeah. And LeBron's out of the playoffs, so you get more than uh, one which, positive and, story. And in the first round, yes. which was awesome. <laughs> Shocking when he didn't have uh he didn't have uh, Davis around. Uh huh. Wow, the greatest player in the in the history wow. of the world was unable to get through that round. He couldn't just pick up the team on his shoulders mm. and carry him to the finals? So weird. Weird. That's so weird how Isn't that happened. That's something. <laughs> huh. <laughs> All right. Glenn will be back tomorrow. This is the Glenn Beck Program.